0: Hope everybody had a great Christmas. Hope you celebrated the new year. I joked with first service because first service was either the the people who went to bed last night at 9.30, right? Or they were the ones that don't require much sleep, okay? So they were here. We had some that stayed up until like 2 a.m. and was was here for... uh, for rehearsals and got involved, or they were the ones that were on the schedule to serve that day. So those were the ones that were here for first service. Super glad you guys are here today. I want to celebrate with you before we get into the message uh, this week. We're starting a brand new series next week. I've got a standalone message for you today. But before we get into that, for those of you who were here with us, two weeks ago was our one big give offering and i always like to celebrate with you guys and let you know that for the first time ever we had fifty thousand dollars come in for that one big give come on amen and we gave every penny of it away uh which which raises our total for our 2022 giving as a community of believers to over a hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Come on, let's celebrate that. Amen. I think that's the biggest, uh, biggest amount we've ever sowed as a church uh, in one year's time. One hundred sixty thousand. Um, we've been doing this now thirteen years, and so that was our biggest um, giving that we've ever had the privilege to be a part of. And it's because of you guys. It's because you believe in the mission and vision of Your Place Church. And I am proud to pastor the people of, of Your Place Church. You're such a generous church. Amen. Today, I want to I prepare our hearts before we get into this 21 days of prayer and fasting. So next week, if you're new with us, um, next week, every year in January, um, we start 21 days of prayer and fasting, and if you've been worshiping with us for any length of time, you kind of know the drill. We have 6 a.m. prayer going on upstairs in the small auditorium, and then we just, we just spend 21 days seeking God. Um, it's, we do it in January, and we do it in August, and if we're going to be honest, all right, we've all indulged a little over the holiday season, maybe we've eating more than we wanted to. I know personally I've ate my weight in cinnamon rolls the last two weeks, okay? So like, I, I, it's, it's a real thing, just, just being vulnerable. Maybe our conversations with our family and our friends were not as wholesome as we had wanted them to be, right, or hoped for. Maybe in making merry over the Christmas break, you realized that Uncle Eddie's eggnog had a little something extra in it. Right? And so maybe, maybe you don't remember much of Christmas uh, break. Today, I want to clean all that out. Today, I want us to start fresh. Today, it, I mean, how, how awesome is it that we get to start the first day of the year um, in church, worshiping our Heavenly Father. Amen? Amen. And so I, wanna, I want us to prepare our hearts today. I, I just, this standalone message, I've called it spiritual cleanse. Dang. Right? Right? Anybody had a physical cleanse? It's like that, but spiritually, okay? So we're going to lean into this today. Um, first service uh, did a pretty good job of leaning into this, and I, the Lord did some things in first service, and I, I believe he's going to do some things in this service as well, amen? amen? And so would you join me? Let's just pray. Let's prepare our hearts to receive from the, from the Lord. Father, we love you. We are so grateful for an incredible year, God. For some of us, it was a year of learning, uh, Lord, others, it was a good year, others, it wasn't. Not so good year, but Father God, we sit we sit here, stand here on the first day of twenty twenty three with expectation in our heart, knowing that God you're faithful through all, through all of it, you're faithful and so Father as, we lean into your word today, Father, I thank you that we can have that that spiritual cleansing or flushing, whatever we want to call it, Lord, happen today to prepare us for what you have for us, not only during the 21 days of prayer and fasting, but for this year, Lord. So, Father, I pray that you would speak through me. Father, you would unlock our understanding and help us to hear and see things that we've never seen before in Scripture, Lord. Or if we have seen it before, let it, let it become fresh and new like it's the first time we've ever experienced it, Lord. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you've been worshiping with us for any length of time, you've probably heard me talk about Dave, and Dave is not our child, well, it's not our biological child, okay, it's not a human child. Dave is Tyra's Jeep, all right, it's a 1993 YJ right? And I think we have, I think I brought a picture of it for you guys. So this is this is Tyra's baby, okay? Like she's got other children, but this is the one, right? This is the one she takes care of. This is like, it gets a parking spot in the garage. This is Dave the Jeep. I've tried, I've told her, baby, I'll buy you a new Jeep. I'll buy you a new Jeep. And she says, that's fine. Sure, buy me a new Jeep. But we're keeping Dave, right? She's just not gonna. This is gonna be a family heirloom someday. We're gonna pass it down to our grandchildren. We're just gonna skip the kids and go right to the grandkids, right? Someone, one of the kids is gonna get this thing, okay? It's, I, I told her several years ago. I'm like, I've never really bought her a car. We've just bought us a car. And I'm like, hey, I've got, I've got some cash, baby. What do you want? What, you just name it. You just name the car, baby. What, what kind of car you want? What kind of car you want? She says, I've always wanted a Jeep. And I'm like, a Jeep, out of all the cars you want, you want a Jeep? Yeah. And I'm like, well, any stipulations? One. I've got one stipulation. Well, what is that? It's got to be one color. She did not want a yellow hood, red fender, right? I just want it to be all one color. Well, we found this one with these big old tires and, you know, it's just the roll bar and all of it. And so this is, this is Dave. But here's a little secret between you and I. I hate to clean this thing. I hate it I hate it and for one reason and one reason only he's impossible to keep clean it is a jeep and for those of you non jeepers out there let me clarify what a jeep means there is off-roading which is basically off-pavement and then there's mudding not mudding Mudding is, you know, what people who don't go mudding say. <laughs> mudding is, you know, you got a little, you got a little mud on your jeep. We have been mudding, in mudding before, right? And here's the thing about Dave: when we go mudding, we he he gets mud in places we we don't even look, right? And we have been mudding in Dave. Now, even though Dave is Tyra's jeep. All of our children claim him as their own. They know where his keys are. They have the code. We got one of those little codes you can get into our house. We may come home one day the garage door's up and Dave is gone. And it's because everybody assumes Dave is theirs also. And so I have a real problem cleaning Dave because it's just a matter of time. Are you with me friends? It's just a matter of I could take Dave, and there was this one time. It was really, really bad. We were someplace that we shouldn't have been. We had him in four-wheel drive, but we, we it was just Ty and I, we were launching. I mean, we were slinging mud. I mean, Dave's fun. Don't get me wrong, but we're, we're putting mud in places mud ain't supposed to be, right? on us and dave okay so like we're we're mudding through and i see we we come across this 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 clearing and there's this big old i call it a sippy hole you guys know what that is it's just a big old pool of water but there's not a pond on the map here so we know this is just a mud hole right and tyra's like do it (laughs) and i'm driving i'm a little nervous she's like do it and so I, 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 come on, a woman, right? You got to make her happy, right? I put her in gear and I let the clutch out. And I, I kid you not, friends, we go, I mean, and we just, we just stopped. I mean, mud's coming in under the doors, right? It is, it is bad, bad. So bad that we had to get our neighbor's four-wheel drive tractor to get Dave out. And it was it was bad. Well, I felt obligated because I was driving, even though she told me to do it, I felt obligated to clean Dave. It must have taken me three hours to clean this thing. And I got him clean. She likes her dash all clean, no dust on the dash. She likes the rubber mats clean. Dave's got this, like this, um, oh, it's like a rhino liner for a, for a tub in the bottom of his, of his cab, you know. Doesn't have carpet. He has this rhino lighter. I sprayed that all down, squirted it, got it super slick, because that's safe. And so I got it all super slick. I I shot the stuff on his tires, you know what I mean? Made it look like it was on the showroom. And I came out and I said, what do you think, baby? And she was like, ooh, that's nice. That's nice. Friends, it wasn't two days later, and one of those children (laughs) got in that that Jeep, and they didn't go off-roading. They went... Mudden. That's what they did. You know, because of that reason, I don't like to clean him. But what if we took that same approach when we're talking about our souls? Oh, come on come on now. Yeah. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. Like, let's just be honest. Even if we weren't going someplace, because you know what your soul is, right? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. Even if we weren't going someplace where we shouldn't be. Just the day-to-day life gets us muddy in our souls. And there's two, there's two forms or, or lines of thinking here when it comes to our soul. There is this one line of thinking that says, it's kind of, the I call it the Mardi Gras way of thinking. <laughs> Mardi Gras coming, you know what I mean? It's like from now to Ash Wednesday, we got all this food, we got all this wine. Ash Wednesday, the fast starts, so let's eat it all and drink it all. That's how Mardi Gras got started. And that's the same way. It's, it's, this, it's this thought that says, well, the fast is coming, so I'm just going to live like a hellion for the next few days because then it's all going to be over, right? And then I'll, and I'll go through the fast, I'll clean myself up, I'll park my heart in the, you know, the safety of the garage Of the spirit and it'll just stay clean well there's a second line of thinking that I'd like to talk to you guys about and it's this thought of what if we just instead of really trashing our heart and just throwing caution to the wind what if we just spent every single day cleaning our heart cleaning our soul up anybody been to the tiger tunnel few people? Yeah, yeah. Tiger Tunnel it's the automatic car wash in town, right? Okay, cool, cool, cool. I've got a sticker on my window. Like, I I just, they they hit my card. I just pull in there. The the little scanner scans my window. Gates go up. Takes me seven minutes and I'm through the Tiger Tunnel. Man, I could do it as many, I could do it all day long, every day if I wanted to. They don't care how many times you come through. And so I'm to the place now where I don't even need a wash. I've got a black car. And so my black car just gets dirty just from everyday use. I don't go mudding in my car, Uh, okay, but I do go through puddles. And uh, sometimes I get a bug on the window. And so here's the thing, I can take seven minutes and I can run through the tiger tunnel and just get it all clean just like that. What if we treated our soul the same way? What if we treated our mind, our will, and our emotions, instead of just waiting for the fast, instead of just waiting for this arbitrary date, what if we just kept our soul clean? Wherever you find yourself today, as it pertains to the condition of your your mind, your will, or your emotions, it's detailing day. It's wash day. Amen, everyone. Let me show you why this is a big deal. We know that our, our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. 1 John chapter 3, verse 19 says this. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how, and how we set our hearts at rest in, in his presence. Verse 20 says, if our hearts condemn us. Our hearts. In other words, not God, Not the Holy Spirit. Our hearts. If our own hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and He knows everything. Well, why on earth would our own hearts condemn us? Well, the short answer is sin. It's willingly doing something that we know we shouldn't be doing. It's this feeling of guilt. It's this feeling of shame. I have done something or I have said something and that experience has condemned me. It's made me feel a certain way. I feel guilty in the presence of God. Verse 21 says, Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, Well, then we have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask because we keep His commands and do what pleases Him. So the implication here is if our hearts don't condemn us, we can ask what we want in confidence to God. But if our heart does condemn us, we have a tendency to kind of shy away from the presence of God. Am I speaking the truth here or not? Right? Sin, sin consciousness, unworthiness, guilt, shame. What does it do? It short circuits our faith. Friends, it's not a matter of qualifying for the blessing of God. You qualify simply because Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. We qualify. It's not, it's not, it's not about qualifying. It's, it's believing for... I'll say it this way. We have to receive the blessing of God through faith. And if the enemy can keep us in disobedience, not having a clear conscience then you and I won't be strong enough, won't be bold enough to believe God for things. Does that make sense? So this is, this is where God, his character, his faithfulness, his forgiveness gets really, really real on January 1st, 2023. This is where restoration comes in. This is where the purge or the cleanse comes. First John chapter 1, verse 8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We live in a fallen world. There are going to be times where we just fall short. Now... Let me pause right here and just say there are some people that take that scripture out of its context and use it as a license to sin. Well, the Bible says we're all going to fall short and come, you know, we're all going to sin. We live in a sinful world. I'm just going to do it. No, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, yes, we do live in a fallen world, and yes, we have all fallen short of the glory of God. But if you keep on reading here, verse 9 says, if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and look at this word and purify us or cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we confess our sin if we get down in the weeds with God and say God I just I this this and it's not a blanket, oh, God, forgive me, and keep on going with life. It is, a, it is a heart, soul, exposing moment with your heavenly Father. Then he will purify you, the Bible says, and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Now, the word has a lot to say about maintaining a clear conscience. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. Keeping faith and a good conscience conscience which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck look at this in regard to their faith what shipwrecked their faith a bad conscience it wasn't God it wasn't his rules it was how I see myself what did it do did it, did it, did it kick me out of heaven no it shipwrecked our faith, our ability to stand, our ability to receive from God. Why? Because we have this guilty conscience. We, we have this guilty conscience. That's why he said keeping faith and a good conscience. Acts chapter 24, verse 16, in view of this, I also do my best to always maintain a blameless conscience both before god and before men he said he says i do my best in other words i'm not just leaving it all up to god i'm not just waiting for this supernatural power to come over me so i can kind of deal that that can happen but what he's saying here is you know what i do my best to maintain a blameless conscience both before God and before men. Job chapter 27 says, I hold fast, I do, I do. I hold fast my righteousness and I will not let it go. Which means it's possible, it's possible for you and I to live this way. It's possible for us to maintain this. My heart does not reproach any of my days. I'm not not mad at any of my days. Why? Because I maintain this. Romans chapter 9 verse 1 says, I speak the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. The, The Bible actually has a lot to say about how you think about you how you feel, how we feel about ourselves in the presence of God. Why is this a big deal? Because as we go into a time of prayer, I want your conscience to be clean. I want your conscience to be clear so you and I can hear adequately what the Holy Spirit has to say. Well, how in the heck do we do that? How do we cleanse, purge um, our conscience? It's really simple. Fasting. Fasting. And the, the best way that I have found to illustrate this, oh, he's coming to the floor, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the floor. Follow me online. Hey, welcome, everybody online. But you guys are joining with us. Stayed up pretty late last night, didn't you? Moving right along. (laughs) So, um, fasting. Picture this cloth as your soul. And your soul's been mudding. You know what I mean? What fasting does is it rings out your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. I mean, it is... Come on, let's just be honest. The last few weeks are what they are. That encounter with your spouse, the um, thing that happened at the office or at the workplace, uh, you know what I mean? Stuff got a little bit out of hand, and then this happened, and next thing you know, our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions got muddy. And fasting literally... Rings it out. Does this make sense? That's what fasting does. It rings out our mind, our will, and our emotions. And if we personally are not willing to do the work of soul cleaning or conscience cleaning, then here's what happens. Because this hurts. This hurts a little bit. And it's supposed to. Is anybody, remember in grade school when someone did this to your arm? Yeah. <laughs> right? It, this process, it hurts a little bit when you wring out some of that stuff, right? And if we personally are not willing to do the work of soul cleaning or conscience cleaning, then what happens is you and I, We feel distant from God. We feel shame. We feel guilt. We'll show up. We'll punch the clock. We'll do the deal, right? But we end up living through someone else's closeness with God. We end up living through their social media. We end up living through their podcast. I want that but we feel distant because we're muddy and we won't deal with it and so we live our relationship through someone else's closeness with god a, a, a teaching a book someone's insta feed and we distant distance ourselves from god he doesn't leave us we're just muddy and this conscience, right, this is, this is how the Spirit of the Lord, through your spirit, is trying, to, is trying to communicate. But if it's muddy, we don't hear like we're supposed to hear. We lose sight of who we are. We lose sight of our calling. We lose the right perspectives in life. We get stuck in the urgent instead of the important. Oh, are you with me? Yeah. Why? Because we won't take the time to just deal with it. We get in this wheel that never gets anywhere. We get stuck into escaping. Not engaging. Because we run out of energy to do the things that are actually life-giving. Like prayer. Like worship. Like just the discipline of coming to church on Sunday bible reading worship are you with me yes. instead we do things like netflix or we turn to food or we turn to alcohol we turn to Xanax we turn to porn we turn or whatever the drug of your choice is because we're too tired to do what's actually life-giving to us yes. and here's the thing when we're like this we become easy prey for the tempter, easy prey for the tempter. We become emotionally unhealthy and we start to live a reactionary life. The small things begin to get to us. That comment from your husband, what did you say? I know you did not mean it that way. You had a tone with that. I said, do you want butter on your toast? (laughs) Yeah, but it was the tone the tone. You said, do you want butter? That's the way you said it. <laughs> we, we get reactionary, don't we? Things trigger us. We lose our temple, temper. We sulk. We get anxious. <sighs> if our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions are muddy, we justify things we never used to, Oh, God doesn't really care about that. I'll just First John 1, 9 it. <laughs> and we live, these, these are the signs and symptoms of a muddy consciousness. We justify things, Well, the Bible didn't mean that. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> well, I've heard, I've heard it spoken this way. I don't care what you heard or who said it. The Bible means what it means. Are you with me, friends? So what do we need to do? We need to recapture this practice of fasting and spending time with Jesus. So let me tell you how to do that. I want to encourage you guys when we're talking about fasting this year. This year, I haven't done this in the times past, and the pastor's a little bit pointed today. You need to make it sting. Listen to me, friends. You need to make the fasting this year sting some. In times past, I've just spread, hey, just fast social media. You'll be great. Just cut out some secular music. You'll be great. No, this year, I'm telling you, you need, unless your job requires you to be online, I'm asking you, cut it. And I'm not saying mute TikTok. I'm saying delete it off of all your devices. Come on now. Your social media. Pastor is asking you to delete it. Yeah. You can get it off your home screen, but it's still hanging out there in the, in the background and you can find it. Yeah. Delete it. For the next 21 days. Just hit Pause. Yeah. Why? Because that process is going to start to just squeeze you when you're at line, in line at the bank or at the fast food joint, which we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> what, is your, what is your habit? Guys, I've, I found myself a little too much information at the urinal. Are you with me? That's a little ridiculous. (laughs) Guy's walking in. He's addicted. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Delete it. And then pastor's asking you to stop watching secular stuff. Just, Just hit pause. I don't like people telling me what to do. Okay. Keep your soul. Muddy. Keep it muddy. But, I mean, we, we as family, we sit down and we watch shows on Friday night. Awesome. Watch The Chosen. Yes. Watch, watch something with a, just a healthy content to it. Amen? Amen. That's what I'm asking you to do. Now, let's talk about that fast food window for a second. <laughs> Many of us have said, well, I, you know, I'll ask people, hey, what are you, what are you fasting this year? And some people, oh, I'm just fasting junk food. Okay. What's, what's that mean? I'm just fasting junk food. To some people, junk food is a you know zebra cake. <laughs> that's junk food. To other people, it's anything that I can get through a window. That's that's junk food, right? <laughs> I'm just gonna fast junk food. But because that scale is so vague, friends, here's what I'm asking you to do. It's gotta. A little bit. It's got to hurt. Why? 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 Why does this matter? I don't like to hurt. Exactly. Which is why a lot of us, I mean, let's just be honest, our soul is in the condition that it's in because we don't like to whatever. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is talking to all of us at your place, church, that for the next 21 days, it's going to just be a season of cleansing so we can hear what the lord has to say so we can dig in and dig this stuff out paul said this in 1 corinthians chapter 9 verse 27 i keep under my body and i bring it into subjection i do it i stop eating cinnamon rolls i get up and go to the gym or walk I stop, uh, no meats and sweets for 21 days. I do that. And the byproduct of that is all fasting does, it does a lot, but what it really does is it turns that voice on the inside of you, that longing, that desire, it turns that down. Now, in the beginning, it hurts. It hurts. But as you get to week two into week three of the fast, all of a sudden, the voice of the Spirit of God begins to get louder. And it's not because he's speaking any louder. He's been speaking the same the whole time. Everything else is just loud. Everything else is just loud. And when you fast, you, you turn all of that down, and the Spirit of God begins to get Louder. It's been proven that fasting just does some things to you physically. Anybody seen the Chris Hemsworth documentary? No, me either. So, um, but <laughs> like it like takes these ice baths, and he talked about in that it's fasting. Like there's some healthy there's some healthy characteristics to fasting. Now, it's not it's not good just to wring out your soul if you don't resubmerge it in something clean. got to resubmerge it in something clean. That's why I said, listen to worship. Instead of watching or doing whatever you're doing, listen to worship. Start a Bible plan. Start the one-year Bible. It's January 1st. By the end of the year, you can be all the way through the Bible. Start a Bible plan. And then resubmit or submerse your spirit and your soul into something fresh. Some of you, it's not that your soul's muddy. You haven't been someplace you haven't been. It's just dry, yeah. and you need to you need to dunk or submerge your spirit, your your soul, into something healthy. Um, make a commitment to come to prayer. I'm gonna I'm gonna push on you a little bit. Well, Pastor, I can't really make it there at 6 a.m. Because my kids have to be at school at 8.30. Okay. Or could you? So here's what I found out. For the ones who make the commitment to come at 6 a.m., something happens at 6 a.m. Maybe not on night one or day one or 6 a.m. Morning, feels like night. At maybe not day one, day two, day three. But for sure by day 12, 13, 14, something begins happening. You're hearing God like you've never heard him before. And we just make a commitment. We're just gonna be here. You know what? If you got kids and, and you're married, he can stay home while you come, or, or you can stay home, or she can stay home while you come. Like just take turns. And if you're like, well, I gotta, I gotta leave, I gotta I work in Tulsa, I gotta leave at 5:30, awesome. Go to the go at lunchtime. And go to Highland's website, click on the prayer, re-watch it right there in your car for 21 days, Monday through Friday. Amen, everyone. Amen. Stop making excuses why you can't do it. Do you want this or not? Do you want this or not? And here's the last thing, and this really is, this, this kind of lends itself to the word, if you will, that... God has for us as a community of believers for 2023. Last year was planted. Remember that? One half of the word, if you will, I'm going to share with you right now. The second half, we're actually going to start a series next week on it, but this this will be kind of woven all the way through it. I've told you from day one, the number one thing I can do for you as your pastor is teach you how to hear the voice of God. (laughs) for yourself the number one thing i can do is that you can be led by the spirit of god that you hear the voice of god you you know that was god oh my that that was god can you hear god yes the bible says you can it's time to kind of make a decision to wrestle through your voice this is the number one thing i don't know if that was me or if that was god just lean into it. Just lean into it. John chapter 16, verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you. Not through your pastor, not through, you know, your praying grandma. That's all, that stuff's great. But the spirit of truth, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. Well, who is he listening to? God. And he will tell you. He will tell you. Look at this. What is yet to come? Is it possible to live a spirit-led life? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And not just led on the big things, led on all things. Acts chapter 16, verse 6, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of (laughs) Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. Listen, having been kept by the Holy Spirit, what does that mean? They were actually praying about what their next step was. I think we're going to go down to the province of Asia. The Holy Spirit says, "Mm -mm, don't go that way. But if their conscience is muddy, they won't hear God. Or they won't have confidence that they're hearing. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's the Lord. You can know the difference. Are you with me, friends? Happened again. When they came to the border of uh, Misha, they tried to enter Bethina. But the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. In other words, they were were aware enough of the Holy Spirit to go which way or not go another way. And the Holy Spirit, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to lead you and guide you. Amen. Now, I think we have done a great job as your pastors teaching you and prioritizing prayer. Wednesday night's prayer, like you guys come, you pray, you pray the paint off the walls. For those of you guys who come during 21 days of prayer and fasting in the small auditorium, you show up and like, I think we've done a really, really great job at creating that culture at Your Place Church. What I don't know that we've done a great job and how this is going to change in 2023 is is ensuring that you're hearing just as much as you're talking. So this is how we're going to maintain things. You come to me and you ask me for prayer. I'm going to say, well, okay, great. What's God telling you first? Hey, I need you to pray for me and my, my husband or me and my wife. Okay, but what's God, what's God telling you first? Hey, I, man, you need to pray for my kids. They are, oh, dear Lord. Oh. <laughs> okay, we can do that. But what's God saying to you come on now. about it? And we're going to call it Hear, Believe, and Obey. HBO. Not Home Box Office. (laughs) Hear, Believe, and Obey. Hear God. Believe it's Him. Just do what He says. And this this is going to be part of what we're doing as a community of believers in 2023. The even bigger issue here is we need a church full of people who are not only filled with the Spirit, who can pray in tongues, but we also need a church who can clearly hear what the Spirit of God is saying to them right now. You've heard me drip in this whole resource center thing. There's a handful of you guys that want to be involved in that. I need you to be able to hear God. And believe it is Him. And obey what He tells you to do. In every situation. There are kingdom builders in this room right here, right now. There's business owners. I need you. The Spirit of the Lord needs you to become incredibly wealthy this year. To fund the vision that God has for this place. Well, how are you going to do that? Here. Believe and obey. There's some of you right here in this room. Let me let me pause real quick for the business owners and the kingdom builders in in church. Well, what about the economy? What about this recession? Someone's getting rich through it. It might as well be you. How Someone's gonna get rich through this. It might as well be you. Well, how, how, that doesn't even make sense. Hear, believe, and obey. Isaac, the Bible says, sowed into that field or that land during a famine. We could call it a recession or a depression, really. And the Bible says he reaped a hundredfold return. Yeah. How is that going to happen for you? Hear, believe, And obey. When God says move, move. When God says stop, stop. When God says sell, sell. When God says hold, hold. When God says buy, buy. But in order for that to happen, you gotta hear. Which means over the next 21 days, you need to like get rid of the muck in the mud. So you can hear. I need listen, I need you guys, I need you to be out of debt all of us, to be out of debt. Can I have a good amen right there? Out of debt. Well, how's that even going to happen? Hear, believe, and obey. I need your houses paid off. I just need them all. Me too. Preach it, brother. Amen. Amen. (laughs) How's that going to happen? Hear God. Believe Believe it. And obey I need you, listen, I need all of us to have six months worth of reserves in our savings account. Yeah. Why? Because it's happened once. This world gets weird. People buy toilet paper for some reason. My toilet paper, it's a valuable commodity. All the drug lords have got a warehouse of Charmin. Yeah, hundred dollars. Right? <laughs> I need Listen, I need you to have six months worth of reserves. Amen. This is not a thus saith the Lord. This is just smart. Yeah. Because usually within six months, we've got things figured out. How are you going to make that happen? Hear, believe, and obey. Does this make sense, friends? Yeah. Yeah. We, need to play, we need to pay this place off this year. Amen. Because if things do get weird someday... This is ours. Amen. Amen. This is ours. How's that going to happen when we all hear, believe, and obey? Friends, we are standing on the threshold of a brand new year, a brand new opportunity. It's time to wash the mud of life off and clear your conscience, to do the deep work of a soul cleanse, of a spiritual cleanse, to hear and follow God in your lives. So I want you to pray this week. What is it going to be for you? And not just, oh, I'm fasting junk food. No. Like, get literal. And then, prepare. Because you need some groceries in your house. <laughs> you need some accountability. You need to show your spouse, okay, ask each other, what are you fasting? Oh, I'm off all social media. Give me your phone. I want to make sure I can't get to it. Right? Right? Some of you, you need an online accountability covenant eyes or something like that to keep you off those questionable websites. Oh, don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. Are you with me? You need that. You need that in your life. We need to wash all that off. And then next weekend, we're going to show up here. We're going to start. And God's going to speak. Amen? Stand up with me. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Might as well start now. We might as well start now. Amen? I'm going to lead you in a prayer, so I'm going to pray with you, and then I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to lead you, so I'm going to pray with you, and then I'm going to pray for you. Everybody say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. It's day one of 2023. I'm choosing today to do a deep cleanse in my spirit, and in my soul. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come into my life to do a deep work inside of me. And in its place, put your Holy Spirit put your presence. I'm choosing today to start strong and finish strong in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, right now, I pray for every single person in this room. Father, today, as we stand on January 1st, 2023, God, we re-surrender to you. We re-surrender to the calling we re-surrender to the commitment. We re-surrender to, to this season of our life, Father God, because we know this is the season. This is the year you're going to use us. This is the year that big things are going to happen through us. But, Father, we got to do that deep work. So we allow you to do that right here, right now. We need re